welcome. I'm Hayley Ellis and you are listening to An Ode to Life's Extraordinary Fuck-Ups, where we get intimate with the messy, beautiful journey of women's lives. Even though failure is a normal, necessary part of shaping our brilliance, it doesn't mean it isn't hard. So here we celebrate life's fuck-ups the women who grow through them, and the never-ending practice of courageously taking imperfect action. Today we welcome Kristen Nelson, devoted mama, conscious business owner, and holistic yoga teacher with a deep affinity for restorative practice. An incredible woman who is diving deep into her creativity, having transitioned from a bustling bricks and mortar yoga studio to a more deeply aligned, more intimate presence, both online and in person. She's also the creator of some delicious, beautiful, soulful day retreats of which I've recently had the joyful pleasure of attending and hope to attend many more to come. She's a dear friend, part of my soul family, and having her presence in my life has been instrumental to my own healing and blossoming. When I first met Kristen at a spiritual retreat years ago, she was likely the first woman I had met as an adult that embodied so much of what I was yearning for in my life. It was so magic for me to witness someone show up exactly as they are, and I was touched by her warmth, radiance, and courageous vulnerability. I noticed that when she felt wonderful, she was radiant, shining in her joy, her fun, love, and wisdom for all to see. But the magic really was that even in her struggles and challenges, she still brought so much of that power, joy, and wisdom through, along with her willingness to be so visibly vulnerable. And for me at the time, this was such a stark contrast to the ways that I had seen a lot of women go through their struggles, riddled with shame, often hiding away or delving into escapism and addictions. She showed up in a way that proved to me what I had deeply sensed was possible, that one could be both messy in going through the challenges, fully raw and authentic, and still be deeply connected to that divine part of who we truly are. And for all the time that I've known her, she's continued to show up exactly as that, modeling beautifully what it means to be brilliant and imperfect. Mm-hmm. Well, Hayley, thank you so much for that beautiful, beautiful introduction. I feel, I feel very seen and moved and grateful to be here with you. And also a bit like, oh, wow, you see me like that. It feels really humbling and extraordinary actually so thank you so much oh you're so welcome I find that sometimes other people can see us in a way that is so true because they don't exist inside our own stories that we've got running yeah absolutely like sometimes I just feel messy Mm -hmm. (laughs) (laughs) and I think it's so okay to be messy and what you've you've demonstrated to me throughout the time that I've known you is like this new way of being messy while still having access to your own resources. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it feels like such a life practice to to work on because life doesn't stop happening and 
so what what are the what are the tools that help us be all of those things and still be okay what is it you know what is it that we're tethering to anchoring to so that we're not denying or suppressing the fullness of what we're feeling the fullness of the human experience but we are still okay through it that's then that's what I'm constantly inquiring into in my own world and then that's truly that's what I'm wanting to share in what I teach yeah that's that's powerful because it's like you know the the challenges that life throws at us are always going to be present but it's you know our response to those challenges that can only sort of grow and deepen and expand and um, and we can orient to them in a way that allows us to navigate them more easily, um, more gracefully <laughs> sometimes, and respond to them differently. So yeah. I understand that yoga has been like a massive part of that for you. Yeah, most definitely. Yoga has definitely been a, a vehicle, a vehicle that really works for me to, I think, I think it's regulate, to regulate and get into more of a like receptive okay I'm okay this feels big this feels messy this feels hard and through this practice I can find enough of a regulatory response to come back to my center and allow so as you mentioned you know at the start allow what is going on to move through and be fully fully felt um, but also tether to that part of me that is okay, mm. centered, aware, okay, and just okay. I mean, I think that's life-saving, life-changing, um, life-giving, and and so yoga is a way I I can access that part of me. And mm. it's yoga with awareness. It's yoga with a spiritual practice overlaid in. Mm-hmm in that as well it's not just mechanically moving my body it, it's really getting to know that still part within me um, regulating my breath regulating my nervous system so I have that readier access mm-hmm. because when we're dysregulated when we're you know feeling that the fight or flight feels mm-hmm. it's very hard to to access that place mm, it 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 so is but I I love what you said there it's kind of that part of you is always there like that deep part of you and it's not that that goes absent it's more that you disconnect from it and so for you that yoga coupled with your spiritual practice can help bring you back in connection with that powerful part of you and I think it's so interesting that you named it there's a bit of that paradox like the existing in duality you can both be deeply centered and okay and feeling all sorts of messy and you know being on the floor having it having it out with some tears like I'm sure we've we've both done um and you can exist in both those places at the same time yeah yeah absolutely and I I just feel you know more and more and more that it, it it's it's vital like it's vital to get to shift that to shift that stuff through, to shift mm-hmm. that stuff that feels like pain and angst or, you know, terror or guilt or shame or like whatever that that big, big, big feeling is, it's got to move, it's got to come out. And, mm-hmm. and so yoga is one way actually physically, right, to, yeah. to kind of get this stuff moving. But with that, the, the feels, what is it? What is it that I'm feeling? And I, 
move that through. And if that's like, you know, some roaring grief or some hysterical laughter or, you know, cranking up some music and doing my own funky brand of, of yoga and breathing <laughs> and how like that, whatever is needed to kind of shift that stuff through, because otherwise that, that, that stays in our bodies, that mm-hmm. stays and lays in our bodies. And, and, you know, my belief is that becomes dis-ease in, in whatever manifestation that is, that, that turns into something um, stuck and mm. shit's going yeah yeah I love that for me it's often turning up the music and I have like a have a playlist for different different times of my monthly cycle like depends if I'm feeling a little bit on the angry side or frustrated you know there's a playlist for that and you know if I'm feeling kind of slow and sensual there's a playlist for that just allowing myself to flow with whatever the emotion is and sometimes I don't even know what it's about Mm but it's the witnessing of it and allowing it to be expressed that seems to bring a lot of the release. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And I, I think it can be so easy to get so busy that we forget we need we need this mm. to keep resetting, clearing and then and regulating and so we can keep moving forward in a way we actually want to be moving forward in. Because I've known you, I can see how much learning and growth and wisdom and capacity that you've had it has only expanded in the time that you know I've had the pleasure of of calling you a friend and if if you're willing I would love to hear about I could say some of because I'm sure that we all have many but the biggest challenge that comes to mind at this moment that in overcoming it has helped you to get to where you are today Mm, I like absolutely you know, I can think of so, so many <laughs> that I've, I've overcome um, and maybe, you know, what's coming to mind at the moment is um, moments when my my mind or my conditioning would override what my, my deep inner knowing is, is saying is actually right. Mm-hmm. My body's giving me clues that I need to do something differently. Mm-hmm. But my mind is saying, um, my ego mind is saying, but no, this is the way um, mm-hmm. it should be. This is what success looks like. Mm-hmm. And if you are going to override this, like terror, terror, abort, abort, you're going to fail epically and regret it forever. And <laughs> You know, and I can count many times, you know, many times when, when I've been in that situation and maybe the most relevant recent example of this is um, with the the yoga studio and um, surrendering the form of having um, a bricks and mortar commercial yoga studio mm-hmm. space and that that would be the traditional um picture of success you know for for me there was a story around having a yoga studio a commercial yoga studio is success is like oh I've made it you know Mm -hmm. and so to be um, letting that go and choosing to do something way more low-key but essentially completely true to who I am and where I am and what I'm wanting to share and how I'm wanting to devote my my energy and time has been a really, really big practice of letting go, letting go of 
here's what success is in my mind mm-hmm. and here's what success actually feels like in my my body and my relationships and lights me up. Mm. I I love that differential, like the what success, what we think success is, um, you know, and for you it sounds like was the, the bricks and, and mortar yoga studio and that was your image of success. And then when you got to that point, you started to realise that this is not the feeling that you attributed to what success should feel like. And so you started to make it a different choice. So what helped you? So, okay, let let me go back a bit. So when you got to that point where you were in your business and it's thriving, how did you come to sort of start to realise that that wasn't what you were actually deeply yearning for? Yeah, it was a an interesting time because on one account something was happening that was a deepening of my own personal spiritual practice and also what I was therefore starting to feel um, brave enough to share mm-hmm. um, and it, it was that diving deeper into what yoga is and, and yoga philosophy and how how helpful it can actually be when we start to really get a little deeper than 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 the body just the body and so I was starting to feel brave enough to just share a little more a little more a little more and so I was noticing um, a response to that so on one level um, the classes that I was teaching the classes that I was teaching yeah my grammar's going missing (laughs) I was teaching were getting fuller and um, you know, busier and feeling so much more connected. There was an energy. There was an energy in those classes that was just like, oh, this is sadhana. This is really true, rich spiritual practice. Um, and that was really energizing me and exciting me. And so something inside of me was like, okay, more. this is, this is what I'm here for. This is 100% what I'm here for, more of this, please. And then at the same time, what was happening was – the business itself wasn't thriving as much. So there was this dichotomy of the classes are are thriving, but yet the business itself is not thriving. I personally was stopping the thriving. (laughs) I was starting to feel um, like a wilted flower and I, I was just, my tank was running out very, very quickly and I was just observing, feeling like a less, loving, present, kind, patient version of me. And that looks like at home, you know, at home, I'm just not showing up as the mama that I want to be showing up as. I'm I'm sure I'm cranky, you know, I'm needing more for myself and um, have got less to give that kind of scenario. And so it was, there was some interesting different things I was straddling. You know, there was a part of me that was like, but I've made it, I'm here. You know, this is, this is success. My energy's waning. I'm not feeling like a great mother, but my classes are, are feeling amazing and rich and beautiful and full. And I'm de- this is definitely what I'm here for. And so I was having some war. I was having some wars with, with different parts of me. And um, when I really, really kind of, asked so if I if I was to let go and let God if I was to just let go of what I think I should be doing and actually just allow for what is for my highest good 
um, I, I experienced this almost like falling away, this like, like let go of the form, let go of the form, let go of the material, let go of the conditioned or egoic kind of view of success. If you can let all of this go, you can still have this. It's just that the form is changing. The form mm. has to change. The form is not sustainable. Your dharma, your purpose in life is not to manage staff and, and run a studio and get bogged down in the nitty-gritty admin like your purpose, Kristen, is actually to share the essence of these teachings, to share your light and to be holding space for people in this way that energizes your body mind soul that lights you up that feels like this absolute flow um and and just that it can be just that it doesn't have to be all of the other things as well and so that was fucking terrifying sorry for the f-bomb that, that was absolutely <laughs> terrifying like are you serious are you serious like i mm. But the, the, the way I can teach the people and share the teachings and and it is because I've got the studio. This is how I have the the audience. This is how I have the people that actually want to come to me. It's because I have the studio. Is that true? Really? Like, Or do the people want to come to your classes because they love the experience they have when they're in your space and, and what they, they can access um, in that space, you know? Mm. So it was terrifying. It was absolutely terrifying and super exciting as well. Like I firmly believe in um, in an energetic feedback system and, you know, what happened for me was this absolute buzz, excitement, like, oh, is this po- like, is this possible? This is audacious, mm-hmm. Christian. Like you've just spent thousands of dollars on knocking down a wall in your studio so you can create a bigger space so more people can come so you can build a bigger, more successful business you did that a few months ago and now you're considering letting that go like stupid 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 are you crazy are you crazy (laughs) and yet oh my gosh I'm buzzing with this feeling of like yes this is right this is exciting um this is audacious and and I think I could do this I think I could renounce the form and trust the energy and trust myself and trust what is here for me and trust this is not the end. This is actually the the beginning of, of the new and how freaking exciting because what is that going to be? I don't know. <laughs> I've got to jump. I've got to do the leap and the free fall and actually feel the sheer terror of that um, to to move into mm. the next highest evolution and, and best version of, of me. You've just modelled so much brilliance in that story that you've shared going from this place of chasing the success and then realizing that you were feeling burnt out and overwhelmed and grumpy at home and you know your your life was going into having to deal with staff and admin and all of the business parts that you weren't feeling called to like going from that space and then you know through some of the wisdoms that you've just shared actually allowing yourself to feel the feels of the energy of, of, and where it's guiding you like that that buzz that excitement that deepening that expansion of going yes this is where I am meant to be and then having to deal with that like you said that dichotomy of like everything is feeling like it's falling apart around me I'm falling apart I'm burnt out I'm stressed this is crazy but you know this is what success looks like and then switching from that place to actually, well, is that really true? Is that really true that I have to have a bricks and mortar business 
and, you know, push myself to the limits and, you know, struggle at home with my family because I can't be my normal, joyful, loving, ever-present self to then be like, well, what could be possible here? What else is possible if I, if I let go of all these stories that I have had, what form could this take that would allow me to really step into this particular part of bringing through the, the deeper yogic practices, the spiritual practices that people are loving? It's, it feels like following a clue trail. Mm-hmm. It's like, you know, what can I learn from all of these little pieces of communication that we can so easily uh, ignore, bypass? Mm -hmm. And like how exciting to live, you know, just following those little pieces of what is my body communicating? Where where is the the energy, you know, where, where are those feelings of joy and excitement? Where are those feelings of like fatigue and burnout and grumpy? Mm -hmm. And if I can follow that, intelligence and that wisdom more yes what you're speaking to is is getting in touch with that part of yourself that can be receptive to the energies around you and I love that you pointed out that because I think so often we can tune into the other voices I'm going to sound like we're talking about many different personalities, but the voice of the the <laughs> ego, the fear, the panic that you spoke to right at the beginning of, you know, feeling like giving this up means that you'd be failing somehow and that that, that voice has a very different energy to, to the one that, you know, feels more aligned and it's bringing yourself into a place where you can actually take notice of that. Absolutely. And I think it, it does go back a bit to where we started. And when we're dysregulated, when like, you know, as in when we're out of balance and our nervous system is, has gone, um, like I call it, like sometimes I feel like I've just, I've blown out. It's like I've just, you know, it's, mm-hmm. it's just my nervous system has just had enough and I'm not coherent anymore. It's very hard <laughs> to know trust, right, in those moments. So it's like, yeah, what are the practices that help me to regulate to come back to a more balanced state so that I can actually, you know, get quiet and still and inwardly attune and listen to a, the undeniable wisdom of my actual body. You know, my body knows my egoic mind and my conditioning will override that with stories, with the fear, with the, this is what success looks like. But my body is, you know, a freaking master. My body knows if I'm really going to listen. Um, So I can trust my body. I can Mm. learn to trust my body. And that's been a big one for me. I've had to get very, very sick (laughs) to learn. Yeah, I'd love to hear a little bit more about that because I'm curious about the sort of space that you were in sort of at the beginning of this place of, of realising, you know, whether it's this example of failure or previous ones to that, mm-hmm. where the ego mind has t- taken control and you're in that place of sort of fear and lack or perhaps you said you had to get mm-hmm. really sick, like what were some of the things that were floating around your head? And then I'd love to move into what helped you get still so you could hear that, mm-hmm. hear that connection. I think for me, you know, it's always like my body, my body does communicate very loud and clear to me. Um, and I'm, I'm someone who's very prone to 
um, like extreme tiredness. So that, you know, kind of burnt out, absolutely exhausted um, fatigue and um, and overwhelm as well. And yeah. so, I mean, they're, they're pretty clear communicators and what my mind will will do is is just say keep keep going. You've got to keep going. You know, you don't get to stop, Kristen. Like you have to keep showing up. Mm. You have to keep giving. You have to keep being on. And um, you don't get to stop, Kristen. Like you've got to keep keep going. More, 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 more. And I think that 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 little section that you have just spoken to, like you know, we get burnt out, we get exhausted, we get fatigued. You know, I can attest to that myself. And in that place, your your mind is saying you have to keep going. Yeah. It's like this this movement between push, 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 push to burnout, to getting exhausted, feeling terrible that you somehow can't handle everything that life is throwing at you so then you eventually guilt yourself or push yourself into being motivated again only so you can do the same cycle over and over yeah. and over so your inner story was you don't get to to stop you're not you know, other people get to stop but you don't get to stop Kristen like you <laughs> whatever yeah. it is in me whatever you know conditioning is in me or stories I've picked up along the way it is that other people get to stop and rest and, and how did that play out in your behaviors so you know if that was what was echoing in your mind how did that play out in in your reality I think it, it just it looks like um not prioritizing enough true self-care and and by that I mean you know moments of pause um, for, for me, it's actually really, it is so simple. <laughs> but it, is, it is genuinely called being still. It is called in, in my world, I need, I need stillness. Like I need to stop and inwardly attune, whether that is sitting and meditating or um, rolling out my mat and being in the restorative shapes. Mm -hmm. What I crave um, is, is stillness. And that is the way I regulate and and yeah. access that that steady still okay part of me so mm. it's, when I'm in those moments of spin overwhelm burnout fatigue I need to stop and get still and mm -hmm. and and that's like non-negotiable <laughs> it's non-negotiable because I can't be good for anybody anywhere if I don't prioritize that and this is this is this is the most interesting thing is this is what I teach this is what you know this is 100% the message that I want to give people the crazy thing is then I stop I stop doing it and I suffer and everyone around me suffers for that so what are some of the things that get in the way of you doing that Honestly, I think a huge part of it is my um, my critic, like my inner critic that mm -hmm. is um, that would say like you're being lazy and you everyone else everyone else can do all the things and keep going and they don't need one hour of stillness practice every day to keep going and so there's a massive self critic that that says just just get the fuck up and keep going <laughs> like come on. Just keep going. You you don't actually need that, or you don't time. Time's the other one. You know, like yeah. I I have um two daughters and a stepdaughter, and um like it's busy being a mama. It's so busy being a mama. There's so much to do. <laughs> There's so much to hold space for. 
and and task wise as well just around the home the running of the home and the running to the sports and the picking up from school just all the things uh, there's mm-hmm. so much to do and so it's so easy for me to um put my needs to the bottom of the the pile mm-hmm. just because of time and and the you know the busyness of life yeah and i think that you've spoken to something that most most women perhaps men too but most women i know would be able to resonate with is that our needs we often put to the absolute bottom of mm. the list and yeah sure there are life things that happen you know you've got to take the kids well I don't have kids so I don't have to take them anywhere but there are responsibilities that we have in our life that we can't ignore right but somehow amongst all of that we allow ourselves to be at the bottom and I know as a conscious woman and you've spoken to it is that that time of stillness or that time of self-care whatever shape or form that looks like for for a woman for an individual makes you so much more capable and able and joyful in everything else that you do in life and yet somehow taking that time brings up those inner things like oh you're being lazy it's like never mind that taking that hour of stillness might make you so much more productive for the rest of the day and in a joyful manner rather than a push 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 you have to manner it's like it still comes up as you don't have time you're being lazy there are other things that are more important than you it's actually completely crazy and I, I mean I have this conversation with so many women because this is what I offer for people you know why is it so wildly challenging for us to take that time for ourselves when we actually know how much better life goes you know every facet of life is going to flow better and go better when we are well rested and well nourished it's just like I see it time and time and time again in my own experience you know I you know know I need a break I know I need a break I know I need a break I push it push it push it push it until I pop and then I do something I'm not proud of and um, end up getting this guilt shame storm because I've spoken Mm -hmm. to my children in a way I don't want to speak to my children in and the whole reason I didn't take the time was because I felt bad about neglecting my children and, and taking a half an hour off of parenting to go and fill my cup. And and so there's this whole crazy that goes on and it's like if you just take the time to nourish the self, things go better, things go better. So mm. I, I feel like it's, I mean, it's such a huge lesson in, in my life. Listen to your wise body. She knows <laughs> what she needs. Respect it. You're worth it. You know, you're worth the time. You're worth that investment. And you just watch the magnificent ripple effects if you give yourself that time. I find that it's easy to say that doing these practices, you know, will transform your life. But for the sake of, you know, myself and everyone else listening, sometimes it's really hard to just do things because you know they're going to help. So what are some of the ways or realisations that you've had inside of you that have helped you make that shift to being able to listen to your body um, and take action on what it's telling you prior to uh, snapping or burnout or that moment where you realize that you've actually ignored yourself what are some of the ways that you support yourself to get through that before that happens 
So honestly, I do not always win at this. Like very, yeah. very freaking <laughs> and I do not always win at this. That's my disclaimer. Um, <laughs> and, and I think the way that I'm training this is that this is a practice, life mm-hmm. is a practice. This this whole <laughs> life is a wild freaking experiment and, <laughs> um, and I'm learning. And actually the way that I'm learning is is through my own mistakes and through my yeah. own mess and through you know, doing something and acting in a way that usually involves snapping, yelling at my partner or my kids and then feeling absolutely awful about it and, like, I this is not what I want. This is not how I want to be showing up. So, therefore, what could I do differently next time? So it is total on the ground, <laughs> living, living the feeling and learning by contrast of this mm-hmm. is not how I want to be feeling and and so what I know now is, A, when I'm feeling overwhelmed and tired, I need to I need to listen to that early. I need to listen to that like three days before I maybe would because that snap is going to come three or four days after that. There's quite mm-hmm. a turnaround. So if I can listen early enough, the moment I'm starting to feel that, oof, you know, I'm I'm run down. I'm my body is telling me something here. I can't keep hamster wheeling, you know, like something, something's got to give. And so in that moment, it's like, all right, honey, I need to not do bedtimes tonight, or you know, I I need to just actually take a couple of hours and go and have a walk, or I'm closing the bedroom door and I'm going into stillness. There's a do not disturb sign on the door. Mummy loves you. I'll see you in two hours. I promise I'm going to be a better human. Um, you know, it, it's it's identifying it early rather than it's the same thing we're talking about ego mind overriding overriding like no you'll be fine you'll be fine just keep pushing on just keep pushing on you'll be fine you'll be fine it's like no you might be fine for two days but you won't be fine on that third day so Mm -hmm. do that thing now that nourishes your nervous system that you know how to do Kristen because I do know how to do that Mm -hmm. doing it do that thing that you know how to do do it now (laughs) <laughs> do it right now everything yeah. else to the side do it now before before the it's putting value happens. on it like actually putting such high value on it because the trajectory is so different the outcome is so different when mm-hmm. you know when we reset rebalance release what needs to be felt maybe something just needs to be like you know really moved through and let go of you know maybe I just need some conscious breaths maybe I just need to feel that centeredness again and um it's like the most worthy use of our time. It's the the most valuable mm. use of our time. I often find is like we know it's important that we do this, and but I love what you said about putting value on it because mm. for so many it can be like another thing on our already ridiculously long to do list. Yeah. Practice self care today yeah. comes below dishes, washing, dropping kids off, all of these things. And it can just feel like it's another to do. And that's potentially yeah. why we just throw it off. Yeah. So putting value on it, mm. I think, as this is this is time for me and the deepness of everything that I want to create in my life. And by doing this now, I'm I'm in support of myself and that, which will support my greater family. Absolutely. And um, I feel like, you know, in those moments, what I actually desire is for someone, usually my partner, to come and say, 
all right, babe, I've got you. Mm-hmm. You go and take your time. I've got this. You got, you know, he sets the, you know, container. You've got yeah. two hours, my darling. I love you. I've got you. You go and do that. So it's like when I'm waiting for somebody to do that, I'm generally disappointed. Um, it's not because I don't have a brilliant, loving, supportive partner. It's just because I actually need to learn to do that for myself. So it's like yes. in, in my inner, inner masculine to say, to put some structure and some boundary around that. And for my actual inner masculine to be like, all right, babe, I've got you. I am putting the do not disturb sign on the door. I am setting the boundaries. I'm setting the container. Like this is for you. And then like I don't need someone else. It's nice when someone else does that for me, but I don't need someone else to do that for me. It's like I'm learning how to set that for myself and take care of myself. Um, So that's huge. Um, And I just I want to pause here and really just, sort of say how huge that is because so many of us are waiting for someone else in our life to give us permission Mm -hmm. to do something we deeply know is right and true for us whether that be self-care whether that be starting a relationship ending a relationship you know taking a job moving houses moving overseas whatever it is we're almost waiting for someone else to give us permission or give us the answers that we already have access to. So I just wanted to stop and really point out how powerful that realization is. That, that you, the permission slip. <laughs> that you can give yourself permission. Like there's no one else that's going to do it for you. And even if you did, all you're doing is handing over your permission to someone else. Yeah. So powerful. And then from that place, like you said, you've got a really great relationship with your partner at the moment. And it sounds to me with some of the things you have said, like in terms of not, not doing bedtime and being able to put like a do not disturb or sign on the door that says, mommy loves you. I'll be with you in two hours. It sounds to me like you've had some really clear and good communication in your family where you can understand your own needs. So can you tell me a little bit about how you came to that place and how you've communicated your feelings and needs in a way that has been not only just received, but supported by your family. Um, To be honest, I think it is in the repair. I have to say it's in Mm -hmm. the repair because stuff goes down. Like, you know, we we all screw up and and we all um, say things that we're not proud of. And we're a family. There's three daughters. You know, um, learning how to navigate a relationship and it's a lot and we all have different competing needs. And so, you know, the the honest truth is that things happen and we don't feel proud about them. But what we do so brilliantly is communicate. Mm -hmm. So we once once we are regulated because what i observe and track in my own system is that when we are when we are not um it's very hard to be feeling connected and so it's like what can we do what is the thing we can do to come back into balance so that we can actually come back to what we value which is connection and love in our family um we, we all want that. We all just want to connect with one another and um, enjoy, enjoy each other, be present with one another. So what I think we do brilliantly is, is what we follow up. We follow up and we, 
we check in and we take ownership and make the um, apologies that need to be made and and have the reflections that that need to be made and we learn from it it's like what did we learn from that you know what can we do differently next time how could we perhaps stop that earlier next time and so I mean I think I think our kids are actually learning brilliant, brilliant tools because they're see, they're in real life. They're experiencing real life. I, I don't think the goal of parenting is to take away the challenges because that's freaking impossible. Maybe we can create a perfect environment at home, but then they go out to school and, and do life and how do they then deal with the challenges? The challenges are going to happen everywhere, always. So it's like what happens after the challenge and it's like we're you know i'm here i'm here with you um i believe you i'm i'm listening to you and what did we what did we learn from that what can we do different next time mm. um, i think we're all really good at, at hearing each other as well i think we all you know what we do well is is really hear what is going on for each other yeah. Um, I think what my partner and I actually completely excel at is is that repair, is that coming back together and and really like nutting out, like we we really nut out the trail of you know what happened <laughs> and 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 how did that happen and you know what systems could we put in place so that that next time this very precious need is met and so it doesn't get to that that point. Yeah. And um, and then how do we, you know, that that actually that brings us back into connection. It's just that understanding and empathy, and you know, cu there's curiosity around. Okay, so this happened, that happened. At what point did this go from here to here and here? And ah, oh, okay, here's here's the again, here's the clue trail of of what yeah. happened, and then here's how things could perhaps go differently next time here's what I'm committed to here's my values here's how I want to be showing up you know let's go again <laughs> let's yeah. try again and I think that's super powerful it's like what um, I'll use the yoga analogy because because of what you teach it's like life is a practice and these circumstances are going to come up and they're going to be messy but it's like each time you go through them you can get a little deeper into the pose like no one does yoga perfectly the first time and I say perfectly but every every way that you do it each deepening of it is perfect in its own way and you yeah. learn and grow and deepen but no one's going to be an expert overnight and so the way that in which you and your family approach these challenges in the aftermath of them I think is really powerful because it would be so easy to be in this space of oh my gosh this happened that means I'm you know I'm a terrible mom I'm a failure as a person I'm you know whatever inner ego self-critic stories that come up would be so easily to allow yourself to be overwhelmed by them and perhaps that happens but what you named is kind of this place of growth of like okay so what happened like how did we show up in ways that contributed to this it separates you from from the story like it's like you're not the bad person or the bad mom or the, the whatever it is it's just like the things that happened led you to 
this circumstance that kind of blew up. (laughs) Absolutely. And, you know, I feel like it's important to just acknowledge that, you know, all of those other feelings are in there and there's a whole Mm -hmm. different cocktail of of them for everybody, you know, the guilt and Mm -hmm. the shame and the grief and that I wish things could be different and all like all of the different feelings are all in there. And I think, I feel they have to be felt, they have to be, Mm -hmm. you know, they have to be moved through. You can't go straight for the like, you know, Mm -hmm. straight for the, the elevation, it's like, ooh, here I am in the mud and in the muck and and I really need to give my system an opportunity to uh, discharge all of this. And this is true for everybody. This is true for, for you, my dear partner, and you, <laughs> my beautiful daughter and stepdaughter. You know, like this is yeah. true for everybody. So there's a time to just allow all of that and, mm. and rush to the, not rush to the repair, but, but also be really committed to the repair because it's not a way like you're not always ready for that right you're like you're not always ready for that right away so I think part of the regulation is the the feeling of the things <laughs> the feeling but of- it's, again it's a permission thing like you're giving yourself permission to feel the feels mm. um, in whatever capacity they come up no matter whether or not you realize that you're feeling anger or sadness or you know betrayal or whatever big emotions are coming up is allowing yourself to the space to feel that knowing that that's also not forever yeah yeah. and I think that that's you know can be in those moments easy to project that feeling onto the rest of your life (laughs) um rather than like you know allowing yourself the permission and, and the time and the space to feel those things and then being like okay once I'm ready and we're all ready we can come into a place of communication to to look at what we did well, what didn't work, what we could do differently next time and really communicate your feelings and needs and, and be able to receive of them, which I think is really powerful to point out because so many of us, when we have a conversation, we, we listen only to respond And so to be able to deeply hear what your partner's experience is and what triggered them and, you know, et cetera, and hear that from a place of loving compassion, Mm. you know, the same sort of thing as you do for yourself and your body, linking that back into before is like when we can hear ourselves from a place of loving compassion and witnessing without automatically going to defend our, (laughs) you know, our actions or like, no, you have to keep going or whatever it is like that space in itself can be really healing. Just so so incredibly healing, Haley. I agree. And and I, I mean, I have, this is the experience I have with my partner. You know, I mm-hmm. feel like he genuinely wants to get to the bottom of that, of, you know, what's, what's really, what's really here, what's really underneath this. And so in that way, I feel like he's, um, he's such a beautiful teacher in my life because then I am learning to do that for him and not rush straight to the responding and straight mm-hmm. to the fixing and straight to the, oh, you know, but justification or, you know, whatever. And, and so therefore I'm learning to, to be able to hold that space as well for my kids and, and friends and community as well because so yeah. often we just do need to be heard don't need to be fixed we just need to be heard 
validated. Yes, you know, I believe you, what you're saying. Yeah, I believe it. I believe you. I hear yeah. You. That's it. But, and... but I can think of like a couple of the most profound life-altering moments for me have literally been someone saying um, normal, this is normal. Mm -hmm. I understand this is normal. Me too, mm -hmm. I understand. Mm -hmm. Profound, that's it. Yeah, I hear you. That's one of the um, the purposes behind the podcast is mm -hmm. so that in, in hearing these stories of, of yourself and of everyone else who I hope to have on, people can begin to realise that their experience is normal it you know when, when we muck up we feel bad <laughs> that's also normal and we struggle to get back up that's all normal and being able to extend that compassion and I think it's important for us to do this ourselves too like you said you know being that with your partner but giving permission to yourself to do that to hear yourself to be able to be like I've got you like yeah you know, for me, I didn't realise how angry I was for years <laughs> because I'd always thought that I wasn't an angry person and oh, that I was the good person, right? <laughs> I was the good girl. I didn't experience anger. I was loving. I was forgiving. Um, and then one day I was doing a practice and it was about getting in touch with my feelings and needs. And I did to a certain point. And then it's like everything in my body wanted to move me away from my journal. So I didn't go any deeper. And I was like, no, 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 there's something here. And I did. And I realized I was angry and like the intense emotion of years, <laughs> it's coming through now, years of anger being hidden and not experienced or felt like the relief at just the witnessing of that, that it exists, and then realising that it's quite normal <laughs> to feel like women are allowed to feel angry. We can feel angry. We can express anger. It is not a negative emotion. It's an emotion that comes from boundaries not being met, you know, not witnessing ourselves, not, not allowing ourselves to speak up, whatever it is. But feeling that, witnessing that for myself and then being able to share that with others and people be like, oh, yeah, me too. <laughs> that me too is just everything, isn't it? Yeah, I hear that, Hayley. And, and I like, I mean, I have to say, like, I've had a, um, a similar journey with anger. Like, you know, I, I actually have only just started to really experience anger in the last couple of years. I'm 41 years old. You know, that's a, a lot of suppression and mm. um you know, I was identifying actually just last night when I was having a, a huge debrief with my partner <laughs> as, you know, like this little girl that just felt like she had to be so good and if she expressed any of, of that emotion of like, you know, no, this doesn't please me, <laughs> mm. there'd be a disconnection. There would be a disconnection. So yeah. if, in order for me to stay connected, I have to stay quiet and and kind of like, yeah, this is cool. This is cool. I'm okay with this, even if I wasn't feeling okay with it. So I think mm. I feel safe enough in my relationship now that if I'm not feeling okay with something, like that's going to come out. And yeah. that's great. I just have to learn how to, <laughs> you know, let that come out and also stay in connection with my beautiful family. Mm. And I think 
like we've sort of almost like stumbled on like the <laughs> this massive role of of women and the conditioning of of generations and I, I don't want to go too much into it because I could rant about it for probably quite some time um but it's this sense of in order to stay connected to be loved to be held to have family to have friendship it's like we can't express things that don't please us mm. and i understand that there are so many people who have transcended that and expressed quite freely but i also notice like what you said with yourself and in my experience was like if i was upset about something um or someone had hurt me or a boundary had been crossed or all of those sorts of things it's like I felt like I had to be okay with it because hurting someone else's feelings (laughs) by expressing my own was like a big no-no it's less yeah yeah and it wasn't like my my parents necessarily put that into me but it's this sense of like being a good girl (laughs) um as a society I think that has and so I really just want to like empower each and every one of us to really be able to connect to our feelings Mm. um know what they are be able to name them and then find ways to express that like what you said express things things are going to come up but in a way that we can also be deeply connected or yeah. build relationships where even if that does come up or even when it comes up, because it will, that we can nurture the relationship so that's a safe space for, for both people, for you, your children, your parents, your partners, your siblings, your friends, Yeah, for that to come up. And also, like, you know, just that, that compassion word, you know, that com- self-compassion um, is, is such a wildly important part of it because if we are learning if we are just learning relearning how to actually express ourselves and and we haven't been expressing ourselves Mm -hmm. authentically because it's kept us safe to do that right like I I believe Mm -hmm. that that there's a re there's a reason there's a reason why this stuff might not have come out before and Mm -hmm. and it's because it's kept us safe in Mm -hmm. in some way because we want to stay connected right um, so it's going to feel like something. Expressing our feelings is going to feel like something. And if we do feel safe enough and and let that stuff out, then there's there is going to be a, a shame storm or a guilt storm or a like, was that too much? Am I going to stay connected or am I going to be thrown out and outcast and and not safe and not survive anymore? So whew, like a lot of compassion um, in all mm, of that. None of that. Mm-hmm. None of that small stuff. That's that's breaking patterns. That's like reconditioning. That's actually changing the narrative and the storyline and the way forward, you know, for generations. Exactly. <laughs> no small thing, no biggie. <laughs> well, you, you're absolutely right. It's like in order to break free from these patterns, to change the narrative, we need to be aware of what our own narrative has been. Yeah. So like, you know, in your circumstance that you were speaking to earlier, like moving away from that business, that bricks and mortar business, like moving away from the sense of, to be successful, this is what it means. And if I give this up, I'm a failure. Being, You had to be aware that that was what was happening so that you could then move into a space of, well, actually I'm following the alignment of what is and this is bringing more possibility. And then, you know, with that transition, you've brought new behaviours in, you're you're practising communication with your partner, you're practising your stillness time, you're sharing that time with, with people who 
who really like what you have to say and have to experience. And it's the same sort of thing with, you know, speaking to needs and boundaries. It's like if if I go from this place of if I speak to what I'm feeling and it upsets someone, I'm not safe, I won't be safe and something really bad is going to happen, whether I lose my friends, my family, my partner, it feels almost like you're going to die, like by, you know, by moving that through and that that's the safety protection. But being aware that that exists and then being like, I'm going to change the narrative to I know how to create my own safe spaces to share my feelings and needs. And then the practice really becomes about how to do that. Yeah. And then I'm going to practice and practice and practice and practice and practice. And get it wrong. <laughs> yeah. And get it wrong and practice and again up. and repair and practice again. And yeah. Yeah. 100% on repeat. But what I do know, what I do know in my body is, um, you know, when, when something is right and, and when, you know, I also get that energetic feedback system that, that just helps me know, you know, yes, you know, this, this might've happened that was big and scary and um, didn't go, didn't go the way you wanted it to go. But then I can feel in my body, you know, when I'm coming back into, into balance and like the next right, the next right path, the next right piece, the next bit of evolution. Mm -hmm. Yes. I love that. It's this sense of, so it's like, I can only do the step that's in front of me. Yeah. Right. And I, and I spoke to this in my last episode. It's like the sense of I'm not going to know every step I need to take to get to where I want to be in 10 years. And even if where I want to be in 10 years now, in 10 years where I want to be is probably different. It's mm. like, so all I can do is do the step that's in front of me mm. and, you know, be certain that it's not going to go the way that I imagine it going. Mm whether I'm imagining it going perfectly or whether I'm imagining it going all going to, to absolute shit it's like something won't work well but if I go into it with the the understanding of that's just how life is and let's see what I can learn here yeah. it kind of takes the terror out of it it's like it doesn't have to be perfect or else I'm gonna die but it's just this if I can go into it with the expectation and the willingness to not be perfect and to allow my brilliance to shine mm. at the same time I'm going to learn something and then the next step like you said the next energy follow where that is from that place and then continue to do that over and over and over <laughs> and, and over my, again my um my favorite movie all time I'm going to reveal is Frozen 2 <laughs> <laughs> and um like, you know, it is what Anna says, just do the next right thing, just do yeah. the next right thing and we're just doing the next right thing and the next right thing is what is the undeniable wisdom of my body communicating and can I follow this kind of energetic clue trial of, you know, oh, okay, like here is a, oh, here is the yes, here is the flow, here are the synchronicities or, or here is just where I'm feeling more lit up or energised, here is the yes, the energetic yes, and here is the overwhelm, fatigue, exhaustion, like, oh, not so good, not so good. So it, it does become this this clue trial, energetic clue trial to follow in that way. Yes. Yeah. And I think it can be hard. Like, I think it can be hard to discern. I think it's a, like it's a practice because, you know, how do I know that it, it's not my fear response kind of mm -hmm. 
or, or that's a great question mm-hmm. how do you know like what are some of the things that you would do or undertake to help get that clarity like I think it's coming back to a, a more regulated state so mm-hmm. as long as I'm up here and you know I'm in fight or flight I'm in fight or flight and I can't discern I actually mm-hmm. can't you know that that that's an override um so it, you know it comes back to what we were talking about that if I can gift myself that that time so for me that looks like my stillness practices or you know my meditation practice or restorative practice or actually also for me it's being in nature it's you know a, a walk down to the beach with some really conscious breathing um if I, then I can come back into a more regulated state, then there is a discernment. Then it's like, okay, so what is still being communicated here? It's not just that knee jerk, um, you're going to die, like, you know, um, <laughs> abort, abort, change jobs, leave the relationship because that's a, a go-to for me, you know, and that's yeah. an absolute like fight or flight survival mm-hmm. response and that's not what I want to do um, but I don't know that until I'm regulated. So it's mm. like, regulation first and I'm like banging my couch I feel regulation first and then the discernment then that and now like he's you know I've dropped down another level and now what is now what is here what is being communicated what is the next right thing from that space I've got myself Mm. you know I'm safe I'm safe and now what yes I love that so connecting into your resources yeah. You know, it's almost like it's like I'm aware that I'm not connected to anything right now other than yeah, fear. I'm blown yeah, out. That's a good decision right now. <laughs> right. So let's not make any decisions and connect back into <laughs> yeah. ourselves, our power, our wisdom, our spiritual practice, our yoga practice, our, you know, for some people it might be kickboxing at the gym, you yeah. know, to let a lot of it out and then it's they can right. come back into the, mm-hmm. their practice. So it's like from that place, yeah. then you can listen and connect into which sort of way you want to go we're receptive we we actually can have that clearer um conduit we're we're a clearer conduit for for the true information not the i'm i'm gonna die i'm I'm just responding you know very reactively so that i'm safe yeah and there's a place for that obviously there's a reason that is there and and there's a place for that and when i get safe now Mm -hmm. So these are some of the things that help support you to make the choice that you did with your business yeah. um, to sell up and then move into something more aligned. Mm, yeah, absolutely. And, you know, I, I, I just have to uh, really like name that, that there was that, you know, that whole kind of um, fear process around, mm-hmm. ah, what are you doing like you're gonna actually actually I have to say I had people directly say to me you're gonna regret this for the rest of your life like excellent wow thank you (laughs) I also had a phenomenal amount of support but that was in the mix and so that was in the mix that was in my mind that was in Mm -hmm. my you know you finally got here Kristen like you you know you're gonna throw all of this away and and fear 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 like so that fear was really loud and um I had to really really work with that and when I got still enough and quiet enough to let that go, let that go, let that go. Um, what I also heard was, and and it's going to be okay, and mm-hmm. and this is what feels good. And then I experienced that thing that I've experienced 
quite a few times in my life, in, in the bigger moments in my life that I can only call grace. I can only call flow. Mm -hmm. I can only call God's hand. I can only call this is the, this is genuinely the right path for you, Kristen. Like you mm -hmm. can trust, you can let go, let God is, is how I like to name this because mm -hmm. what, what I experience is flow. It's just like, okay, now here it goes. And there were a lot of pieces in this that were really important to me, including my highest wish was that, that somebody very aligned would actually buy the studio, but, you know, and keep it going. And, and that that would be harmonious, that they could absolutely have their win because they would be the person that have the energy for this beautiful community space, which is so needed. And that also side by side, I could really, really step into this, this kind of smaller um, space, sudden a spiritual practice and really, really honour what I was feeling to teach and dedicate my time and, and energy and attention to that they could both go together like maybe yeah. that's almost unheard of what you're going to sell a studio and you're also going to invite people to come with you but you're also going to you know invite some of those people to stay as well and they can do whatever they want and that's going to be okay and and it absolutely was and I experienced so much grace and harmony and beauty and goodwill um around the sale mm -hmm. of of my business and genuinely the person who stepped into that role is is perfectly aligned and and that is for the higher her highest good and the, also this is for my highest good and therefore of course it's for everybody's highest good because everybody okay. gets to choose what they do and mm. you've demonstrated like a completely different way of doing things right and I think that this is the way that the world is you know well I hope that it's moving in this direction it's this if this is the right thing for me or for my highest good and the right thing for them it's like it's going to allow me to show up in a way where I can give my all yeah. If I'm showing up in a way where I'm resenting how much time this business takes from me, I'm certainly not doing my best for myself, my family, or for the people I'm here to serve. Yeah. So it's like, you know, you can do things differently. Like, like you said, you invited some people to come with you or stay and it was really up for them. Like you were doing a service for the people you left behind, the people who bought the business and for those who were coming. Like it doesn't have to be a world necessarily where I win, you lose. No, no. <laughs> I lose, you win. Yeah. It's kind of like this is the best thing for me and I'm here to serve certain people and this is the best way I can do that. And there are people who are going to fall away because there is going to be someone else who can serve them better. And that is absolutely fine and perfect. And, you know, everything that we're looking for. And, and terrifying, right? Like, you yeah. know, absolutely terrifying because, because inside of me, that's like, um, oh my goodness, but what if people are going to love someone else more and forget about me? And I'm not, I'm not going to be, you know, valued anymore and no one will love me. Like it was, it, that's very mm -hmm. real. All of those feelings are mm -hmm. very primal and probably very old and, and very small, you know, small little Kristen kind of feelings. And yes, I choose to let go. Yes. I, you know, it's worth choosing to feel that and also let go and just Friggin' trust like and that's courage and right what next like courage confidence and courage isn't necessarily having the full 
don't know, everything online in your body to do the things, yeah. right? <laughs> like you're making these hard decisions, but the courage is kind of like they can exist simultaneously. You can feel all these things about someone might love someone else more, which means I'm somehow not good enough and I'm going to be all of these things. You can feel that and know as well that you're absolutely going to be just fine and this is still the right choice and you're still going to do it. And I love that you've named that because I think so much of this, like a new culture that I see is like, you know, if it feels good, like it, everything's going to align to make it happen. And it's like, yes, that's true. But, <laughs> and also doesn't mean that these other things aren't going to exist doesn't along with it. Feel good all the time. <laughs> and, and it doesn't mean that if some things are challenging that the universe is against you either. That's so true because there's the growth, there's the growth edge. There's the, it's the so difference. easy to say something bad happened and, you know, therefore the universe doesn't want this of me. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, where in reality it's kind of like, okay, you know, what other way can I look at this? Yeah. Or we are here to evolve and grow and, you know, I, I believe that's our purpose. That's That's our soul's journey. That's what we're doing. That's why we are here and... I'm here for it. I'm absolutely here for it. And, you know, I absolutely could have made this leap and and this this didn't work, this iteration of, you know, the next, the next way I do business and the way I do life didn't work. And so then it would be like, well, okay, <laughs> what next? But, but what has happened for me is that it's absolutely so beautifully aligned. And like I mentioned before, there have been so many little synchronicities that have led me to mm-hmm. the perfect place, you know, the the most aligned students, the, the, the sadhana, the teachings, the practice is deepening beyond like belief for me. It's like it, it genuinely feels like I'm living my purpose I feel divinely supported, honestly. Like I feel like it's not just me in that room. There's this co-creation with all the people that are choosing to come and also the energy of the actual land itself and then what's just coming through these these ancient wisdom practices. It just feels so juicy and rich and I feel so uplifted and fulfilled by it that, mm. that, that, that can only feel right. That can only feel right inside of me. It does only feel right inside of me. Oh, I'm so glad to hear that because, you know, everything you've spoken to today and everything that I know of you, you have such brilliance and wisdom to share and to hear that you're being able to be even more aligned mm. um, with those who, who you're here to serve and the energy of the place that you're working. I would love to hear what's what's next for you. Like what are you doing <laughs> at the moment and what's coming ahead um, so we can keep an eye out. Thanks, darling. I, I mean, I to be honest, I just feel incredibly sparked at the moment. I've really got my creativity and my inspiration back. Mm-hmm. And I just acknowledge that by letting go of so much, what I now, what work is now for me is it's, it's creativity. It's mm-hmm. absolutely practice and study and, and creativity. And Oh, that's a beautiful way to live. That's how that's how I want to be living. So I'm so, mm-hmm. so happy for that. So um I am gonna continue teaching beautiful um, you know, small number classes that um are very much 
sadhana base, which is spiritual practice base. So yeah, there's yogic um, asana, but there's also the breath and the meditation and the philosophy all interwoven. So it's a really rich experience. And um, that that's that's prime for me, having that um, in studio, um, you know, physical contact with people, with communities, just... Mm-hmm really paramount to what I do um and then as an extension of that there's also day do beautiful day retreats which just allow us to drop in that bit deeper because we have hours together um and and I mean they are just like a joy in my life they just absolutely light up my life to be sharing those full day immersions that they are genuinely transformational um and the restorative immersions which again just a longer period of time to really give yourself the the deep practices and that's specifically the stillness practices um and at the moment I've got a few things that I'm planning so one is cultivating an online um community so that we can really stay connected to each other because people need people people need people mm-hmm. too. people need me too and it's not always accessible or affordable to come and be in this beautiful bushland shala mm-hmm. but it is accessible and it is affordable to join you know an online like-minded open-hearted community who are interested in learning, growing, evolving, getting free, owning our shit, um, you know, showing up <laughs> as, as more loving humans. And, and so I, I'm feeling like incredibly lit up about um, basically beginning this online community um, that I'm just, I'm nutting out all the, the finer details, but I'm going to launch that sometime in, in December and it's just going to be a home, a home for people um, to come and, and and a way to access what we've been talking about, you know, this um, more regulated, more balanced, more receptive state mm-hmm. uh, when shit inevitably hits the fan because it will and it does and it will continue to do so. How do I get back Absolutely. to the feeling state? Here are the tools. Here is the home. Here is the community. Like here it is. I want every, I just want everybody to be able to have access to that because it is life-changing it is a lifeline I so agree and I I can't wait for that to come out (laughs) but you've just named that something that I've been feeling so deeply for you, you know most of my conscious life is this yearning, this craving to be around like-minded people, to be able to be witnessed in the full capacity of our brilliance as well as the full, you know, capacity of our our vulnerability and our imperfections and just to be able to have a space where that is not only accepted but welcomed, Mm. I think is something that so many of us are looking for. And then to couple that with a with a practice that can bring us back into that that regulated space you've been speaking to, that can allow us to make different decisions and just come come to the shit in our life in a different way that allows us to move through it. Yeah. Yes. Bring that on. I'm excited for it. <laughs> yeah. Um. And before we wrap up for the day, I would love to, like, if you could share one thing with the Kristen before these big experiences of fuck up and failure that you needed to hear 
not necessarily, again, advice of like you should do this and this, but what's something that you would have wanted to hear at that point that would have enabled you to move through this with more ease and grace? Mm. It's around really listening to the undeniable wisdom of my body. She is miraculous. She is magnificent. She knows. Like you can trust. You can trust her and it's like it's like she won't lead you astray you know if if I'm following that undeniable wisdom of my body I can trust in the clue trail Mm. I can trust in the next right thing from that place and I can let go I can let go and let go and let go and let God and let it unfold and um know that that's going to be the path to my highest growth and evolution and and service here. I love that. There's um, often been this sense of you have to either push or surrender, right, you know, but what you're speaking to is I can let go of all these other things that are in my way and I can really trust in my body, in myself, in my deeper knowing and keep doing the next right thing so there's this sense of I have all the answers I already need but I've got to do right what's what's next in front of me yeah absolutely there's some there's some work (laughs) there's some work there's some action there's absolutely some feeling there's some getting clean and unstuck and free in all of that as well for sure It's like I want to manifest this brand new car, but if I don't go to the car place and, you know, have a a look at cars and put in my order, you know, it's not just going to appear in my driveway. It's the same sense of like, you know, for the life that I want to create and the impact I yearn to give and the difference I want to make and the relationships I want to have, for all of that to be possible, just to be able to trust my body and do the next thing next right thing surrender love it I feel like a shout out to Elsa and Frozen and whoever <laughs> wrote that Anna, line Anna Anna sorry Anna <laughs> often forgotten about sister <laughs> very powerful <laughs> oh dear well, thank you so much for spending your time here with me today it's been such a pleasure to to hear of your wisdom and to be able to share it with others really blessed to have you in my life as a a friend and part of my soul family yeah I agree me too beautiful